loving Father. All week long, we listen to thousands of words. They tell us to stop and go. They say goodbye, hello. And how much is gas today? But we want some big answers like, who made us? Who loves us? Why do people die? What should we do? So here we are, Lord, listening, trying to tune in to the Spirit who listens, the Spirit in you and within us. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. our scriptures and our conversation reveal what is hidden and what is so delightful for us to recover that it all makes sense you live and you love us we pray this through Christ our Lord amen the following passage from the book of wisdom presents a prayer reported by the author of wisdom to be a prayer of King Solomon. The king asked the creator to give him wisdom to rule with holiness and righteousness and to judge people fairly. A reading from the book of wisdom. For who can learn the counsel of God? Or who can discern what the Lord wills? For the reasoning of mortals is worthless and our designs are likely to fail. For a perishable body weighs down the soul, and this earthly tent burdens the thoughtful mind. We can hardly guess at what is on earth, and what is at hand we find with labor. But who has traced out what is in the heavens? Who has learned your counsel unless you have given them wisdom and sent your Holy Spirit from on high? And thus the paths of those on earth were set right, and people were taught what pleases you, and were saved by wisdom. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. To comprehend the following passage, we have to know that Philemon owned a slave named Onesimus, meaning useful, who ran away from his master and attached himself to St. Paul. He accepted the gospel and was baptized. St. Paul is sending Onesimus back to Philemon, not as a slave, but as a brother in Christ. Would you accept Paul's terms if you were Philemon? Reading from the letter of St. Paul to Philemon. Beloved, I, Paul, do this as an old man, and now also as a prisoner of Christ Jesus. I am appealing to you for my child Onesimus, whose father I have become during my imprisonment. I am sending him, that is my own heart, back to you. I wanted to keep him with me so that he might be of service to me in your place during my imprisonment for the gospel. But I prefer to do nothing without your consent in order that your good deed might be voluntary and not something forced. 
Perhaps this is the reason he was separated from you for a while, so that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So if you consider me your partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. The word of the Lord. Be to God. The Lord be with you. Listen to this reading. It comes from the gospel according to Luke. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus. And he turned and he said to them, whoever comes to me and does not hate their father and mother, spouse and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether you have enough to complete it? Otherwise, when you have laid a foundation and you're not able to finish, everyone who sees it will begin to ridicule you, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to wage war against another king, will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 soldiers to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000? If he cannot, then while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and sues for terms of peace. So therefore, whoever of you does not give up all your possessions cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord. This Gospel is a tough Gospel to hear and to preach, and so I've invited Jim to come and correct any mistakes I make. So you could be here for a while. Take up your cross and follow me. We listen to this text from Luke's Gospel, and it's hard to take. Did Jesus really mean to be his follower, we have to hate our mother and our father, our sisters, our brothers? We have to give up everything we have? Is he serious? Should we take that literally? I know perhaps parents have heard their kids say, I hate you. This is serious stuff, isn't it? Scripture scholars say that what Jesus or what Luke is using in this gospel 
is called Semitic hyperbole. Wouldn't that be terrible, Mary, if your doctor said to you, Mary, you have Semitic hyperbole. I, it's exaggeration. Hyperbole is exaggeration that makes us look and think over it again and again. What are you saying to us, Jesus? The point, the point that Luke is having Jesus make is that we can't let anybody or anything get between us and our love of Jesus, our willingness to live his life. Nothing, nobody. Nothing can be more important to us than living his life. You know, I've done enough baptisms in about now 48 years, a year as a deacon. I wonder, people who bring their child for baptism, are they serious? Have they heard this teaching? Can they teach their children to live what Jesus calls us to live? Minute Prayer yesterday was a, a really, really good discussion. And one of the guys shared very, very powerfully the part where it says you, you, you have to give up, you have to let go of things to follow Jesus. This guy shared that his wife had died about 10 years ago. His kids moved far away. And he had to decide to, to move to a smaller place. He couldn't live in the big house they shared. And he moved to a smaller place, which meant he had to let go of a lot of stuff. You been there? Have to let go? And this guy, in, in a beautiful and profound sharing, said, the teaching of Jesus reminds us that when we let go, we don't have to let our hearts be broken. We don't have to let ourselves be broken by the letting go. If we know the love of Jesus, then letting go of other people and other things doesn't break our hearts. We still have the Lord in our hearts. Boy, that, that was a lot to hear. That I found to be very, very powerful. In this text, I think one of the key things that Jesus says is if you have to pick up your cross and follow me. Now I look at this beautiful cross and Jesus holding out his Holy Spirit to us and I think, what does he mean? I don't think that he necessarily is saying we have to suffer physically. Although I've come to believe that when spouses are taking care of of their spouses who are very sick or dying, when kids are doing that for their parents, taking care of them in, in their old age and in their process of dying, 
That's carrying the cross. But carrying the cross can be understood as much more than that, perhaps even more difficult. Jay Cormier is a deacon and he's a scripture scholar. And he describes carrying the cross is paying the cost of discipleship. He says that in order to follow Jesus, we have to be willing to make reconciliation more important to us than dominance. We have to be willing to forgive without limit. We have to love unconditionally and make enough, make sacrifices in love that make that love real. We have to be willing to reconcile rather than to dominate. We have to forgive without limit and we have to love unselfishly, no matter the cost. To carry the cross, we have to seek reconciliation more than dominance. We have to be willing to love in such a way that the love is unconditional and we have to forgive unconditionally and fully. When we do that, we carry the cross. Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me. When we are baptized, every one of us, when we're baptized, when we share the Eucharist, when we're confirmed, when you were married and I was ordained, we make the commitment to live his life, carry the cross, live unselfishly, live genuinely in love with others and serve them. The neat thing the neat thing about carrying the cross. We know we never carry it alone. We know that the story does not end on Good Friday. That our story, like the story of Jesus, leads us into a glorious Easter. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.